millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I'm going to look at the uh, final end to the fighting on the Western Front in uh, November uh, 1918. Um, So, the armistice um, comes about because of the, um, not just the the kind of the failures of the, the German Kaiser army, but also because of the the imminence of collapse of firstly Bulgaria and then Austria-Hungary. Now, in a previous podcast, a couple of months ago, it's probably a lot longer than that now, it might have been a year ago, how time flies doing this, um, I talked about the um, failure of the Austro-Hungarian army uh, at the Battle of Piave, um, the, uh, the last great engagement between the Italian army uh, and the uh, Hungarian, uh, Austro-Hungarian army um, that really um, made up in part for the terrible defeats at the Battle of Caporetto the year before. Um, and so I, I'm looking today at David Stevenson's brilliant book with Our, our Backs to the Wall and um, he writes about the condition of Austro-Hungarian morale following the uh, the defeat. Um, he writes, Down to mid-October, the Austro-Hungarian front line had held solid, uh, although mass desertions became more frequent from uh, trains and marching formations moving up, as did insubordination in the rear. The new emperor, uh, Emperor Karl Franz, had uh, made a proclamation on the uh, October the 16th, uh, 1918. He had succeeded Emperor Franz Josef, who had died in no- November 1916, who had uh, reigned for uh, 68 years. Um, the uh, writing was clearly on the wall for the uh, Habsburg monarchy. Um, in October 1918, um, negotiations were set into place between the imperial government and the deputies and representatives of the empire's uh, subject nationalities. Um, these negotiations fail, and Emperor Karl then publishes a national manifesto uh, on October the 16th, 
16th, I beg your pardon. And this called for uh, the representatives of uh, individual nationalities, from Hungary, Croatia, um, uh, the uh, Poles, the Ruthenes, and uh, other national minorities within the, uh, the Austrian Empire to turn the Austrian part of the empire into a, a new federal state, um, democratising it in essence. Um, and it gave, and it would give um, autonomy to other national groups. Now, the reason he's doing this is because of the intense pressure that the Austrian Empire is under um, as a result of the war. This was the only thing that could be thought of as a stopgap to prevent the empire from breaking up. But this um, bid to federalise the empire um, was not seen as uh, an invitation to reform the monarchy. But um, uh, or to democratise, but it was seen as an invitation to uh, autonomy and perhaps even independence in some of the more independent-minded parts of the empire, such as the the Czechs and, and, and the Slovaks. Um, and really, what um, the emperor had done is he'd set into motion the kind of um, the beginnings of the collapse of the the Austrian Empire because many uh, nationalists from across the empire saw the, the, the manifesto as being a kind of like a fait accompli. Well, you know, if, if the emperor is saying these things, then surely this is um, the way in which the wind is blowing. Now, this has um, comparatively little effect on the, uh, the, the, the fighting soldiers um, at the front, um, the um, armistice discussions were already in progress and on the 20th of October Woodrow Wilson um, declared that uh, autonomy for subject nationalities this is a reiteration of his 14 points uh, would no longer be acceptable um, and it was um, only going to be policy that the uh, Habsburg Empire come to an end um, so there was, uh, it was clear to the soldiers at the front, even though they continue fighting um, or in the Habsburg Empire, that the empire wa was over, um, that there was uh, only a matter of time before it, it finally breaks up. And perhaps they understood that they were the only force keeping it together. Once, a peace, once an armistice is signed, once there's a peace treaty, then the empire's at that, the mercy of its enemies. So by late October, national councils were taking power in the Austrian part of the dual monarchy. So this is places like Czech, uh, the, the uh, Bohemia and Moravia, which later become Czechoslovakia. So multi-ethnic um, army regiments uh, at the front line with um, Austrians, Czechs, Hungarians, Slovaks, and so on and so forth. Um, many of them had no understanding uh, or were unclear as to whether they were defending an Austrian empire or whether they were now a tr defending a, a federalised Austrian state or whether they were their loyalty was actually to defending the part of the Austrian empire, the, na the ethnic part of the Austrian empire that they actually came from. So um, when soldiers have no idea of who or what they're meant to be fighting for, generally fighting takes something of a backseat. A crucial development um, was the threat that um, was created when Bulgaria 
um, surrendered to uh, Anglo-French forces who were fighting their way up from uh, from Greece. Um, and the threat that that presented to Hungary, the threat of invasion that that uh, presented uh, to to Hungary. Hungarian troops therefore demanded that they be repatriated from Italy back to Hungary without delay um, that uh, in order to defend the homeland, uh, acknowledging that the, the, the war had been lost. David Stevenson writes of the Allied offensive in Italy. The Allied offensive struck an army on the verge of breakup. On the 24th of October, Hungarian troops refused to move up the Asigo, uh, uh, demanding to be allowed to go home to defend Hungary. And when the military authorities uh, agreed, the news spread like wildfire. Hungarian troops mounted little resistance on the Piave, and others su- uh, refused orders um, to move up. Their example spread to South Slav and Czech units, while even previously elite German-Austrian units uh, refused to fight further uh, if it meant that they were simply substituting for Hungarians who were returning home. With every day, the Allies found their progress easier and their um, tally of captives lengthening. On the evening of the 29th, the uh, Austrian High Command um, ordered their troops to evacuate uh, the Veneto, um, and on the following day, the Allies found their opponents in general retreat, pursued by uh, Allied aircraft as Bulgarians and, and the, as the Bulgarians and the Turks had been. So the result of Vittoria Veneto uh, is a, a rout in the end, made possible because of the kind of the collapse of the um, uh, Austro-Hungarian uh, morale. Uh, an armistice began on the 4th of November at 3pm, uh, by which time most of the Hungarians had returned home, um, and the um, 300,000 Austrian troops, um, uh, Austro-Hungarian troops, became uh, Italian prisoners. At this time on the Western Front, the German army's in full retreat. Um, the beginnings of ceasefire discussions didn't really slow down the rate of military retreat or of um, uh, Anglo-French advance. Um, the British army uh, took over 100,000 casualties during October. Haig believed that the Germans were uh, a broken force uh, and that they should be uh, continually pursued. Um, there was no risk of the uh, Allied armies being counterattacked. Um, but there should be certainly no let-up in the, the, the pressure on the, uh, on the Kaiser army. Um, on the 23rd of October, uh, the Supreme Allied Commander uh, Foch um, thought that Germany might even hold out uh, into 1919. So there is, there is a difference of opinion on what is possible uh, and what is likely to occur. Um, on the other hand, um, the German army, determined not to show any weakness, um, the, was uh, inspired by Hindenburg, who claimed that um, diplomacy uh, would be uh, on better terms. There would be a more uh, a stronger or a less punitive peace negotiation if the German army held out uh, and managed to concede as little ground as possible. However the German position keeps crumbling. Why? Well, because there is uh, the beginnings of a revolution uh, back home in Germany, 
uh, and also because German military morale is uh, is crumbling. The uh, Ludendorff offensive earlier in uh, at the beginning of um, 1918 had been the the last of the energy of the the, the German army, the last of its um, uh, manpower, its its, its um, elite manpower, uh, and the last of its resources, and it hadn't delivered the knockout blow. When the uh, Allies armies advanced in the the Hundred Days Offensive um, from August nineteen fourteen onwards, they found that um, they were taking more prisoners than they had ever taken before. They were German soldiers surrendering or giving up um, in ways that had, had never occurred uh, before or on a scale that had never occurred before. Ludendorff, who'd had a nervous breakdown in September uh, 1918, was replaced uh, on the 26th of October by Wilhelm Groner, um, who um, decided that uh, a retreat um, to the Antwerp-Meuse line uh, was the only thing that was going to def- sort of um, save the German army. But as his troops withdrew, the revolution began in Germany as mutinous sailors uh, refused their officers' orders at Wilhelmshaven to sail out uh, against the Royal Navy in one last suicide mission. The moment that the revolution breaks out and Groner realises that it's serious, it's not containable and it's going to spread, he automatically demands a ceasefire. It's conceivable that without a revolution happening at home, uh, that a defensive line could have been um, held by the German army and resistance carried on for a considerable period. I imagine that the German army would have lost on the battlefield eventually due to its overall... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Exhaustion. But it's the revolution that persuades the German army that the, the game is up. And that in order to prevent a, revo- a, uh, a revolution 
in Germany from becoming a full-blown uh, Bolshevik revolution from uh, Marxist parties seizing power. That the attention of the army has to be not on the British and the French, but on Germany uh, itself. And that the strategy that is eventually employed is not to have a bloody crackdown on the revolution, because that really is declaring war on most of the country, which uh, the German army would probably not have supported. Instead, the strategy is to allow um, a moderate centre-left party, the uh, Social Democrats, to come to power, and they can be successfully undermined later on in the interests of uh, a conservative militarist authoritarian Germany. Uh, but the uh, a coalition between the conservative authoritarian militarism and centre-left uh, social democracy um, is the uh, the means by which later on the uh, Spartacists, uh, Rosa Luxemburg and Karl Liebknecht, are, are, are destroyed. But that's a story for another time. The uh, first thing to consider, writes David Stevenson, the first point to consider is the pause in early October. Overshadowing this period of fighting was the second and deadliest wave of the 1918-1919 to influenza pandemic, which reached the armies in September and in the month before the armistice was at full force. During October, the French army may have suffered as many as 75,000 cases, the American Expeditionary Force 39,000 and the British Expeditionary Force 14,000, an indication of the German army's growing disorganisation was that it left no statistics. The symptoms of the disease, fever, intense pain in the limbs, bleeding, blueness in the face, uh, and the flooding and destruction of the lungs were appalling, and death visited disproportionately on young and healthy adults who come within days or even hours. The total of 43,000 American servicemen in the army and navy who perished from it uh, were not much less numerous than the total of American battle deaths. The massive transport movements and dense concentrations of humanity that were characteristic of wartime facilitated the spread of the infection and the disease wreaked havoc in training and embarkation air bases in the US. It was one reason why during October the American authorities reduced the level of troop departures. Nonetheless, Wilson reluctantly accepted the advice of his chief of general staff, Peyton C. Marsh, that shipments must continue and the priority was to finish the war. So there is uh, a, a quite a, um, a growing um, historiography that implies that the Spanish um, flu had a significant uh, effect on bringing to the end uh, the, the First World War, of devastating the German army to an extent that it could cease to function. I think this is important, uh, an important consideration, but I, I think that the experience of four years of war and the failure of the Ludendorff offensive are perhaps the, the kind of the, the, the bigger parts of the story here. The German army in um, uh, late October, early November still put up um, stiff resistance. It was only the British Fourth Army that managed to break through German lines. The, uh, the other four uh, kind of offensive prongs um, didn't manage to, uh, didn't manage to, to do so. Um, the use of tanks was probably problematic. The use of cavalry um, was, um, again, uh, limited because of heavy machine gun fire, which uh, machine gun nests had to be cleared by artillery and, and infantry. So it's not uh, a given 
that the uh, Germans were uh, completely incapable of, of any kind of resistance. And as both world wars showed, the um, German army was uh, at its best, at its deadliest, when, uh, defend, when retreating and defending um, positions. Um, their army engineers were very skilled in creating uh, the kind of defences uh, that would cause maximum casualties to the enemy. The German generals, um, Hindenburg, Ludendorff before he was dismissed, and then Gröner afterwards, were on the real horns of a dilemma. They knew the war was lost, and they knew that they would have to come to some kind of um, armistice ceasefire. Um, but the, the terms of the ceasefire um, deeply alarmed them. Um, and many, uh, both Hindenburg and Ludendorff, uh, believed that there was some value actually in fighting on, and there was some value in um, causing as much bloodshed to the uh, the attackers as possible. Um, it was Prince Max of Baden who led the new government in Germany, who um, dismissed um, Ludendorff um, in October um, on October twenty sixth, nineteen eighteen. Um, Max instructed um, Hindenburg to stay and try to, to hold the line, um, but it was uh, by that point the uh, Hermann line, the, the defensive line that Hindenburg had created, was already being um, uh, crossed by uh, Allied divisions. And it was the Hermann line uh, upon which uh, the decisive battle. Uh, was to be fought. Um, so um, David Stevenson writes, Down to his removal, Ludendorff still resisted representations from his commanders that the position was becoming uh, untenable and they should re uh, retreat to the Antwerp-Meuse line. But although much shorter, um, the latter uh, too was rudimentary. Only on the evening of the 30th September, after Hinden the Hindenburg line breakthrough, um, had the OHL, um, the uh, uh, German High Command, even ordered it to be reconnoitred. Um, so there was so little, um, uh, there was so little preparation time, planning that the defensive line that the uh, German army was meant to be retreating to um, was uh, only investigated, only sort of dis um, uh, reconnoitred. Uh, just prior to the retreat supposedly uh, taking place. In mid-October, Hindenburg and Ludendorff decided to use all available labour to prepare the line, directing uh, that the Hermann position must be held to win time for construction work. But when Ludendorff's successor, Wilhelm Groner, arrived at the OHL uh, on the 30th of October, the line was still very far from complete. His advice from his military railway chief was that it was unsuitable to hold for long anyway because of the lack of a developed railway network behind the Meuse. Moreover, huge amounts of material, 80,000 wounded uh, men, still needed to be moved behind it. But the coordinated French, British and American attacks of the 30th of October uh, to the 1st of November forced a reconsideration and the Battle of the Sambra settled the matter, the OHL ordering a withdrawal to the Antwerp-Meuse line. 
um, although Gurner believed that this position could only hold for 14 days. So that gives you a kind of an indication as to the total desperation of the German position. No defensive line is capable of holding uh, for longer than a short period of, of time, partly because of the nature of military engineering, partly because of the nature of the geography, partly because of the strategic position that, uh, all, uh, that, that the Germans now find themselves in. The way it appeared to Allied soldiers uh, from the 5th of November onwards for that week was that the retreat was so rapid that there were at times that they completely lost sight of the German army. There, were, uh, there was a planned new um, Franco-American offensive to be launched on the 14th of November, but three days prior to that, the armistice is signed uh, in the forest in Compain. David Stevenson writes again, the armistice has resulted from a string of successes against all the central powers, which were not just defensive but also offensive. On the Western Front, the Allies could overrun obstacles such as the Somme and Passchendaele battlefields that in previous years had been impassable and could break through any German defence line. The Bulgarian and Austro-Hungarian defences in Macedonia and northern Italy, which had previously seemed so formidable, collapsed within days. From their maritime supply lines uh, the base and bases the Allies pushed uphill towards the Ardennes, the Alps and the Balkan and the Taurus Mountains that separated them from the Central Powers' heartlands. In every theatre they had a material edge and their high commands and unit leaders had learned from years of carnage. They also had greater numbers, although in Macedonia, Italy and on the Western Front their advantage was quite small. Partly for this reason, the encirclement of the Turks in Palestine was elsewhere not replicable. Finally, they had the edge in morale, and here their lead was critical in every theatre, even though British, French and Italians were cautious and tired. The central powers' fighting prowess had everywhere disintegrated, and the German and Austrian spring and summer offences bore much of the blame. So... If there is one figure who could be uh, more, uh, more culpable for the failure of the uh, German offensive uh, or the failure of Germany's war than anyone else, it is Ludendorff. The Ludendorff Spring Offensive really was the last um, knockout punch that, uh, that the exhausted German army had to throw and it misses. It's interesting, therefore, well, it's hardly interesting, really. It is um, clear, therefore, that um, in the 1920s, Ludendorff had a vested interest in propagating the stab-in-the-back myth and blaming, uh, among others, communists, Jews, socialists and democrats for the downfall of Germany, for which he is so roundly responsible. OK, thanks very much, folks, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.